When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, Wherever you choose to consume our audio, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Also, you can help sponsor the podcast for as little as 99 cents per month. The link is in the description on with the show. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low-carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto-friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, It tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, So it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. 
The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for our Black and White Live. The other day, Ron Rivera came out with some very strong words about the vaccine. Well, he has went off again, and I mean, he has really went off the deep end. And this time, he goes on, and he actually throws a news network out there under the bus. Uh, he doesn't name the news network by name, but Mike Florio, who I'm sure is in full Corona Bro lathered up status right now, bathing in the what he feels is the healing light of Ron Rivera, talking about the vaccine right now and getting all worked up, hoping it's going to cause a fury of people to run out and get it. And once again, if you choose to be vaccinated, that's your business and that's great. If you choose not to, I also feel that's your business and that's great. Okay, it's called having a choice in what you decide to do, in my opinion. That is what living in this country is all about. Well, let's get to this story because, yeah, he loses his ever-loving mind. And uh, he may have done it. Uh, In fact, we're pretty sure he did it. Also, by throwing what is very likely to be uh, Fox News under the bus. Washington coach Ron Rivera rarely shies away from saying what he feel, ne- feels he needs to say, although he typically reserves the profanity for the locker room, the sideline, and or the practice field. He made an exception when speaking to Albert Breer of SI.com regarding the avalanche of misinformation regarding the COVID vaccine. Gen Z is relying on this. Gen Z. Good Lord. Rivera told Breer, referring to a phone, and then you got some, quite frankly, effing assholes that are putting a bunch of misinformation out there, leading people to die. That's frustrating to me, that these people are allowed to have a platform. And then one specific news agency, every time they have someone on, I'm not a doctor, but the vaccines don't work, or I'm not an epidemiologist, But the vaccines are going to give you a third nipple and make you sterile. Come on. That's to me, question mark. That should not be allowed. Rivera has some justifiable concerns about the virus. Even though he's vaccinated, his cancer bout from 2020 leaves him with a compromised immune system. He's at risk for a bad outcome if he catches COVID. His willingness to speak the truth unvarnished and uncensored is what we currently need as a country. Thank you, Mike Florio. Our leaders are paralyzed by partisan politics and general red state, blue state paralysis. We need someone disconnected from the system to stand up and provide real leadership. Someone like a football coach, because that's exactly who we all need to take medical advice from, is a football coach. Someone like Ron Rivera. Hopefully, more people with clear, strong voices would join him in challenging those who desire to profit from telling people what they want to hear that prevents them from what they need to hear. I'm about to say something in a minute. Regarding the news agency Rivera mentioned without identifying it by name, it's possible that he was referring to one specific cable news agency owned by an NFL broadcast partner. 
at a time when the NFL is committed to taking the virus seriously and to maximizing the number of Americans who get vaccinated, here's hoping that Rivera and others connected to the NFL are privately letting said broadcast partner hear it loud and clear. So Mike Florio is saying Ron Rivera should go out there and him and Roger Goodell should bang the drum. Most likely at Fox News is what he's implying. But I got to be real. The other day I heard Hannity come out and flat say, in his opinion, people should go get vaccinated. So who's really giving misinformation here, Ron Rivera? Exactly. Mike Florio. Okay. Uh, Look, I watch Fox News quite a bit. Fairly Tucker, you know, all these guys. And I've heard a lot of pro-vaccine talk. So I don't know that that is a fair evaluation of said news agency that could be owned by an NFL broadcast partner. All right. Um, Man, I, you know, I had more respect for Ron Rivera than this, to be honest with you, but he has lost his ever-loving mind the last month. Look, I admire the man for, for battling through cancer and everything like that. And he used his right He wanted to go get vaccinated, so he did. He felt like he needed to. And I have no issues with that whatsoever. Um, But, you know, and if he wants to voice his opinion, fine. But at the same time, he needs to understand that there are people that are going to make their own personal choices based on what their doctors tell them. Their own personal doctors tell them to do regarding the vaccine, right? Um, I'm not sure we're going to listen to a football coach to get our medical advice, all right? At least most smart people are probably not going to listen to a football coach. And, of course, Mike Florio, the head corona bro himself, believes this is unbelievably, massively brave and stunning, obviously, and courageous, I'm sure, okay? Again, if you choose to take the shot, take the shot. If, if that's what you want to do, okay? It's, it's not up to a YouTuber to tell you what to do with your own body, all right? Um, but I think it's interesting that, that, that Ron Rivera wants to jump out there and talk about misinformation. Where Well, when you're throwing that news agency under the bus... And and all I've pretty much heard is them telling people to go get vaccinated. I'm not sure you have all of your information straight, Ron Rivera. Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. It looks to me like Ron Rivera may be running his mouth about something he's not quite got all the facts on himself. I mean, really, come on. And you got to wonder how much does Fox appreciate Ron Rivera coming out and saying this. He didn't use the news agency by name. So, but, I mean, you can surmise when Florio throws it out there and says, you know, it's a broadcast partner of the NFL. Well, we know who that is, right? Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube.
The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrantz for Black and White Live. We have talked a lot on this channel about the quarterback competition with the Patriots. Mac Jones, the overall number 15 pick in the NFL draft for this year against veteran former MVP Cam Newton. Last year, Cam Newton improved with some completion percentage improvements. Uh, However, Cam also struggled with some very elementary throws last year as well. Well, here comes the rookie out of Alabama. A 77% completion percentage and a boatload of touchdowns coming into the NFL, and he lands in New England. A perfect fit. Mac Jones made his debut the other night, and he looked really good. He could run that offense. He was making checks at the line. He was adjusting his protections, and he was very, very accurate. Well, a while back, Bill Belichick pretty much said, hey, Cam Newton's going to be the starter, except... Cam Newton's not the starter. Here we go. Cam Newton has not been told he's the week one starter. This is from Miles Simmons. Since the Patriots drafted Mac Jones, head coach Bill Belichick has maintained Cam Newton will be the team's starting quarterback until someone beats him out. Or in other words, Newton is still the starting quarterback for now. But with the regular season less than a month away, There's no guarantee Newton will be behind center for the opener against the Dolphins. Newton addressed that on Monday while saying initially he deflected. You know the answer to that question. He eventually explicitly set out what he has and what he hasn't been told. Y'all sitting up here asking silly questions to me, and I'm looking at y'all the same. I don't know what y'all want me to say, Newton said. Uh, via the Boston Herald. You know, you know that. You know he hasn't said that. So, for you to ask that question, it is what it is. So every single day I come out here with the intention to just get a little better. That's the only thing I can do that I can control. But as far as somebody else's analogy or interpretation for what week one is, I'm trying to focus on what tomorrow brings making adjustments in tonight's meetings. Newton went on to add that there's so much time between now and the first game of the regular season that being named the starter isn't the focus. I don't take your questions personal. I just want to want you guys to understand everything y'all know and I know. There's no hit of motives or things like that. I do know th- those things like that I can't worry about because each and every day, I don't necessarily care about who's starting. I mostly care about making sure I put the best product out there for me. And I know Mac is feeling the same way. I know Brian Hoyer is feeling the same way. Everybody else going down each and every position. As far as week one, we've got so much to worry about prior to week one. And that's where my focus is. With Jones continuing to make progress, there's a chance... Newton won't be New England's QB1 by the time the season starts. But a lot can happen over the course of a month. Newton does have the advantage of experience in the league and in the Patriots system. And there's part of me that believes 
that Belichick does want to see what Cam can do now that they've got actual weapons on the team. I, I've said prior, I'll say it again, while everybody was sort of ripping on Bill last year after Tom left and saying, oh, look at the Patriots without Tom, I was sitting back going, wow, this is a team that's down at least five players because they set out from COVID, including defensive starters. We know Bill's teams would have been at least really good on scoring defense. Okay, that's kind of his M.O. And with the lack of offensive weapons that was on that team, that team went 7-9. and nine. And I thought, I was like, wow, that's one of Bill's better coaching jobs. Considering how Cam Newton played, the fact that he went on the COVID list, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I was like, you know, I mean, it's not like he went two and fourteen or three and thirteen or four and twelve. He once he went seven and nine, played a game against Kansas City, and nearly won the game. Nearly won the game. And I was really surprised sort of by that reaction over last season for the Patriots. It very much did surprise me. Uh, there's part of me that believes that Bill is thinking, okay, we got two quality tight ends now. We got two quality wide receivers. Kendrick Bourne is a good third or fourth receiver, uh, really a good third receiver. Uh, and you've got N- Nelson Aguilar who can finally stretch the field. And there's that kid, Chris- Christian Wilkinson, that uh, – that, Mac Jones was working with and throwing to a lot the other night. I think that kid's got some promise. And don't look now, but Nikhil Harry's actually shown up in camp. I mean, who knew? Um, that doesn't mean anything. Supposedly, he wants to trade it out of town. And, of course, he may be trying to sucker another team into getting involved. Now, let us also not lose sight of the fact that Cam Newton understands uh, his attitude is going to affect uh, what happens to him later on if he was to lose this job and another team needs a starting quarterback due to injury. Cam Newton would be in play, and one of the things that teams are going to look out uh, look at is Cam's attitude. I got look. I got to give Cam some credit. His attitude has been really great. One of the things I've heard from various New England podcasts is the fact that Cam Newton and Mac Jones have a great relationship and the fact that uh, Cam has really taken Mac aside. When Mac has had issues, Cam's worked with him, and Cam's kind of a pseudo-mentor pseudo for Mac Jones. And I, I'm, I'm normally really hard on Cam, but after hearing that over and over again, i got to give Cam some credit for being mature in this particular case, I mean, uh, you know, you come in, everybody thinks you're the starter, and then wham, you know, kind of the Andy Dalton thing just happened. Uh, they drafted a quarterback in the first round. Not only that, but you can blatantly tell this kid is taking my job sooner than later, okay? Um, and that's got to be rather hard for a former MVP, Um uh, but everything I've heard is that Cam's had an extraordinary attitude through this whole thing. So, there it is. It's not in stone that Cam Newton is going to be the week one starter for the Patriots at all. 
And I said, man, if the if the Patriots would have had all their starters last year and at least more competent quarterback play, and what I mean by that is the ability to do more, let's just move the ball down the field and play within the system, I'm not too sure that the, the Patriots wouldn't have won 10 games last year. I really, I really believe that. This year, I think the Patriots are going to give the AFC hell, regardless of whether it's Cam Newton or Mac Jones. I'll give you a win prediction here pretty soon. But I think it's going to be much better than, than people. They better watch out for the Patriots. They really better. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Live. Well, we know a while back, Maria Taylor left ESPN after a boat ton of drama over there regarding Rachel Nichols. Of course, there was audio leaked of Rachel Nichols talking about Maria Taylor and uh, the fact that she did not want Maria Taylor taking her position and that ESPN was trying to work on their diversity, even though they've been the most woke network on the face of the planet for what the last four or five, six years, John Skipper is really the one that started that downhill monster of going woke and off the deep end back when Jamel Hill and Michael Smith was there and woke center. Well, the thing about it is they had to get rid of both of those guys because the ratings tanked. And then they tried to correct course a little bit for like two years. And then when George Floyd happened, the bottom fell out again. Well, ESPN, who is having some budgetary problems, it seems. We've seen so much talent get cut over there. Maria Taylor did leave. She went to NBC. Um, look, I said before, Maria Taylor was talented. But the fact was, nobody was tuning in to NBA coverage to see Maria Taylor. Nobody was tuning in to ESPN College Game Day to see Maria Taylor, right? We're tuning in to see Lee Corso and Kurt Herbstreet and David Pollock and, and Chris Fowler and all those guys. Well, ESPN has decided not to replace Maria Taylor's position. And they will not, uh, uh, they will add Holly Rove to the, uh, the, uh, their flagship coverage, which is uh, Chris Fowler and. Kurt Herbstreet in the main game of the week, whatever that's going to end up being. College game day will be down two personalities this season. The college game day crew will be a bit different next year. Following Tom Rinaldi's departure to Fox, by the way, which went, which was great the other night during the Field of Dreams thing, Tom Rinaldi hit us with one of his stories, and it was a really good one. Maria Taylor left. For left ESPN over the summer for greener pastures at NBC. Okay. By the way, uh, ESPN offered her, I think, around $3 million, and she was wanting around $8 million. According to Front Office Sports, 
Taylor will not be replaced on ESPN's morning pregame show. ESPN confirmed the news in a statement, noting that Jed Lada and Gene Wojnarowski would also return as contributors in addition to the standard cast. ESPN last week announced that Holly Rowe would replace Taylor as a sideline reporter with Chris Fowler and Kirk Herbstreet. This is not the most earth-shattering news, though it does seem like it could save ESPN some money. We'll allow Rowe to focus on her Saturday game instead of juggling multiple duties and might make the game uh, game day a little more tighter as a show. And um, I used to watch college game day a lot. i got to be honest with you. That Fox uh, pregame show for college football has actually grown on me a lot of quite a bit. Now, part of that was because Urban Meyer got a lot better on there, and now he's gone. But I like Matt Leinart. I like Reggie Bush. Uh, for the longest time, Reggie Bush was my favorite NFL player because um, I was a big fan of Reggie in college. Anyway, um, the point being, uh, now that now that Urban Meyer's gone, I don't know how much that's going to take away from that show. But it's pretty good. That college that college pregame show on Fox is good, actually. Uh, Holly Rowe, she's good. She's uh, you know, I mean, uh, she's as good. She's as good as any sideline reporter. Okay, again, nobody's tuning in for for her. Sorry, Holly, but uh, they're tuning in for whatever the game is, and to hear Chris Fowler and Kurt Herbstreit talk about whatever the college football main game of the week is usually on abc so uh, maria taylor nope espn will not hire her uh hire anybody to replace her and this is a budgetary thing it is uh kenny main trey wingo mike golick oh the list goes on and on of personalities cut by espn that it doesn't seem like they're going to have back but yet, Bamani Jones has still got a job? Really? Ugh. Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. Maria Taylor is not being replaced. Saved him three mil. Peace, I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup. Add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee. Mix it up. Use whipped cream sugar, mop fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. 
the future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks. Totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, let's talk about the U.S. women's soccer team and Carly Lloyd. Guys, the U.S. soccer team won a bronze medal at the Olympics. And now, just a few weeks later here, Carly Lloyd, the only player on that team to not kneel for the national anthem, is calling it a career. Now, she was the only likable person on this team. All the other players want to be social justice warriors kneeling, and they end up losing to Canada when they were actually a favorite to actually win the gold medal. They had to settle for a bronze medal because led by Mega Rapino, this team was all about virtue signaling, kneeling for the national anthem, kneeling before matches. They were all about social justice and were not focused on their true goal of actually winning a gold medal. Now, Carly Lloyd, the only likable player on this team, is now calling it a career. And we know she is a all time great soccer player or football player. If you're international now here in the United States, but here we call it soccer. She's going to play a few more matches before she officially calls it a career. So let's check this out, guys. USWNT legend Carly Lloyd announces retirement. Carly Lloyd, a soccer legend and one of the greatest players in the history of the U.S. women's national team, announced on Monday that she's calling it a career. Lloyd 39 will play in four soon-to-be-announced friendly matches this fall, which will serve as the capper to to her storied USWNT career. She'll then finish the season with New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC, ending her 12-year professional career. And Carly Lloyd says this, quote, When I first started out with the national team in 2005, my main two goals were to be the most complete soccer player I could be and to help the team win championships, Lloyd said in a statement. Every single day I stepped out onto the field, I played as if it was my last game. I never wanted to take anything for granted, especially knowing how hard it is to get to the top, but even harder to stay at the top for so long. So that is the words of Carly, Carly Lloyd right there. She's going to be retiring here uh, this fall. Hats off to her. She had a great legendary career. And uh, we're going to go into a little bit more details right now on 
her actual performance on the field. It says here the word legend is thrown around a lot, but Lloyd has more than earned it. She appeared in 312 international matches, 239 starts, second only to Christine Lilly, and is one of four players to appear in 300 or more international matches. She's played for the U.S. in three different decades and appeared in four World Cups and four Olympics, earning two World Cup championships and two Olympic gold medals. She's played in more championship matches for USWNT than any player ever. And it says, oh, we're not done yet. There's more. Lloyd's 128 international goals are fourth most all-time in U.S. soccer history and fifth all-time in world history. She's the USA's top Olympic goal scorer with 10, and her 10 World Cup goals place her third all-time. She's just one of two people on the entire planet to score a hat trick in a World Cup final. She did it in the USWNT's final against Japan in 2015. Her most memorable of those goal, three goals, a stunning strike from midfield. So congratulations to Carly Lloyd on a stellar career, one of the all-time greats. It's pretty unfortunate, though, that she has to go out with all of the kneeling and the social justice stuff. And nobody's really talking much about the focus on her actual career because Megan Rapino and the other woke athletes on the USWNT decided to make everything about social justice and not focus on their play on the field. It's sad. It's really, really sad. I wish that Megan Rapino was actually retiring instead of Carly, Carly Lloyd. I wish we can actually replace all of these other kneeling athletes on the U.S. women's national team with players that actually do respect this country. And sad to say, Carly Lloyd was the only person on the team that actually respected and loved the country. Now, Carly Lloyd did say when um, all the kneeling was going on that uh, that uh, we're all on one page, we're all on the same team. But it was clear as day she did not agree with her teammates kneeling for the national anthem and all the social justice stuff because she refused to do it herself. The only player on the team that decided to respect the country, respect the national anthem, and I have a lot of respect for her in that regard. Now the future is pretty bleak with uh, Megan Rapino. I guess you can call her the face of uh, the U.S. women's national team, and it's going to be all about social justice, probably doubling, doubling down even more so than... Um, than what we saw in this past Olympic right here. They're going to be completely unwatchable. And um, a lot of people have tuned them out because they don't like this stuff. They don't like this stuff. And make no mistake about it. It was pretty disrespectful to Carly Lloyd for her to go out like that. But of course, Megan Rapino and the woke athletes made it about themselves, made it about virtue signaling, made it about politics. And that's really sad. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Carly Lloyd calling it a career is very sad the way it ended with a bronze medal and all the social justice stuff. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. 
the no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, guys, we're going to be talking about LeBron James, the Los Angeles Lakers, and the sports media. Now, LeBron James and the Lakers were eliminated in the first round of the playoffs last season, even though they had to win their playing game to actually qualify for the playoffs. But they lost to the Phoenix Suns in the first round of the playoffs. This was the first time this has happened in the career of LeBron James. He was not happy. He was not happy with losing in the first round. And the Lakers, they were pretty injured actually going into that first round series. LeBron James was still struggling with a high ankle sprain that had played him, played him pretty much the last two months of the season. Anthony Davis, 28 years old, always injured as usual, and the Lakers were bounced out. So now LeBron James engineered several moves to put the Lakers in a championship position again. However, the chemistry is a question, and now the Lakers have the oldest team in the NBA, and LeBron James, if he wins the title, he will be 37 years old this season. But however, guys, Chris Broussard from FS1 has now given an excuse to LeBron James if he does not win the title. And I guess we should have saw this coming because I believe that the sports media will protect one LeBron James. So so we're going to be diving into that in this video, guys. But first, here's a message from today's sponsor. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen. Soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four week emergency food kit, which will keep you well fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit. You'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. All right, guys, as you can see here, it says Chris Broussard says LeBron James already has an excuse if he doesn't win the championship. Now, the season has not started yet, but Chris Broussard of Fox Sports says LeBron already has an excuse if he does not win the championship. And guys, I'm not going to give him an excuse because he did put out a tweet criticizing the people that were criticizing the Lakers and the moves that they made. I don't think that they're going to win a title. And part, part of it is the age of the team, but yes, because they're old, but the midst of the team with Russell Westbrook and Carmelo, I do not like that combination here, but it says here, LeBron James is getting ready to face a new season with the Los Angeles Lakers, trying to get revenge after failing to defend their championship last season. After an entertaining offseason, the Purple and Gold are ready to compete in the Western Conference and win their 18th NBA title. James will try to lead this team 
to the promised land again in an arduous quest. People are already doubting his capacity of taking the Lakers to the championship, even explaining that explaining what can ruin the Kings endeavor. Chris Broussard recently discussed this topic, explaining that James can win the ring. Still, if he doesn't, he already has a solid excuse for it. And guys, so you see here, he can win the title. Chris Broussard says that. But if he doesn't, Chris Broussard is basically going to give LeBron a pass. Check this out. This is what Chris Broussard actually said. And this is from the First Things First uh, Twitter account here. From First Things First on uh, Fox Sports. It says here, quote, because of LeBron's age, he's like Tom Brady. He has a built in excuse for not winning another championship. LeBron is 37. He's in his 19th year. So if he doesn't win, that will be an explanation of why. So the mainstream media is prepared now to give LeBron James an excuse for not winning the title. Now, I don't like this Tom Brady comparison here because Tom Brady was never given an excuse. The expectation for Tom Brady is is to win championships. He is the GOAT of the NFL. LeBron James is not the GOAT of the NBA. Now, in the case of Tom Brady, he has won, what, two Super Bowls, I believe, past the age of 40. And a Super Bowl MVP, he is the reigning uh, Super Bowl MVP when he won it at age 43. And now his team is actually the favorite, also one of the top favorites to actually repeat at age 44. And at age 41, Tom Brady won the MVP. And the following season, he ended up winning the Super Bowl for his sixth ring. And now he has seven rings. Now, Tom Brady has expectations for himself. LeBron James does too. Now, based on this tweet that LeBron put out, I'm not going to give him him an excuse for this. Remember, LeBron put out this tweet and he ended up deleting it. He says, keep talking about my squad, our personal ages, the way he plays. He stays injured. We're past our time in this league, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Do me one favor, please. And I mean, please keep that same narrative energy when it begins. That's all I ask. Hashtag. Thank you. So LeBron James His expectation is to win the title. No excuses. So why should we actually give him an excuse for not winning the title? He gets none here whatsoever. LeBron engineered all of these moves. He is running the Lakers. He is the general manager. If they don't win, that is his fault because he engineered all these moves here. Now, Rob Palenka is just a figurehead. I believe LeBron James is in control of all of these moves. We already talked about how he already colluded with Russell Westbrook to come to the Lakers. Carmelo Anthony, same thing. That's his boy. LeBron is making all the moves. LeBron is the face of the Lakers here. So I'm not giving him the age excuse because he made these moves. LeBron did everything with this team. Okay, he did it. He did it. Now, this team is pretty old. I don't like the chemistry of this team. But for Chris Broussard to basically say, oh, LeBron's old, you know, that'll be the the excuse. But yet I think he's still in the title. No, it doesn't work like that. You can't have it both ways. 
You say LeBron can win the title, so age does not come in. Don't give him a pass for this. And the Tom Brady comparison is pretty pathetic. It is. I don't agree with that whatsoever. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, we're going to be talking about the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team. We've made many videos on this team. They won the bronze medal at the Olympics because they were not focused on actually winning a gold medal. They fell to Canada one to nothing, couldn't even score a goal. Led by the woke Megan Rapinoe, the U.S. women's soccer team got a bronze medal. And this team is completely unlikable, folks. Every single player Kneel for the national anthem, kneel before matches during the Tokyo Olympics, all except for Carly Lloyd, who actually is now going to be retiring. So now this team, the face of this team is no other than the woke Megan Rapinoe, a person who the Subway franchisees want fired from advertising for Subway because it's hurting their sales. Megan Rapinoe is a social justice warrior more than an actual soccer player. She's supposed to be representing the United States of America in international competition. But however, she is more focused on the social justice stuff and Americans do not like her. She's one of the most unlikable people out there in sports. Now, guys, one of her own former teammates now has called her out for bullying teammates into kneeling. This does not really surprise me because. One thing that we know about social justice warriors, you can't negotiate with these people. You can't do it. You can't make compromises with these people because if you do, they're going to want more and more and more. So let's dive into this, guys. Over here on OutKick, you'll see Hope Solo, Megan Rapinoe would bully U.S. soccer teammates into kneeling. Guys, you know, the virtue signaling is what it's all about. Megan Rapinoe, even even if you go to her her Twitter account, her avatar is a picture of Black Lives Matter, a Marxist far left organization that's been burning down cities for the better part of a year and a half. But that's what she's about. She's not actually about the sport that she plays. This is why I believe Hope Solo is saying that uh, Megan Rapinoe bullied teammates. Let's dive into this. It says here, at the very least, Megan Rapinoe is a propagandist. According to former USWNT goalkeeper Hope Solo, she is also a bully. Solo told the All of Us, the U.S. Women's Soccer Show, that Megan Rapinoe bullies teammates into kneeling during the national anthem. Quote, it's tough. Solo told Gold on the topic of kneeling during the national anthem. I've seen Megan Rapinoe almost bully players 
into kneeling because she really wants to stand up for something in her particular way. Yeah, because you cannot negotiate with social justice warriors. You cannot give them an inch because they will take them out. But she goes on, she says, but it's our right as Americans to do it whatever way we're comfortable with. And I think that's really hard being on the main stage right now with so many political issues for athletes. There's a lot of pressure. And ultimately, at the end of the day, our number one focus should and has always been to win first. Close quote, but not according to one Megan Rapino. The virtue sitling, the social justice warriors, the Black Lives Matter stuff, that is number one for her. So this is not surprising to hear that Hope Solo has called out Megan Rapino. Now, Megan Rapino does not care about your rights as an American. To her, you better get on your knees and bend the knee to BLM or else. Now, Carly Lloyd, being a big name, also an all time great, she didn't bend the knee to the pressure. But think of this, if you have some other athlete on that team and they don't really have the name brand like a um, Megan Rapinoe or a um, or a uh, Carly Lloyd, then Megan Rapinoe is going to push them around, it seems. And Hope Solo has just exposed Megan Rapinoe for what she is. This is what social justice warriors do. I don't know why these politicians, these corporations, you know, they want to bend the knee to these people. That hate America. They hate America. And Megan Rapino has been a detriment to the USWNT's squad. It was embarrassing that they actually lost to Canada one to nothing. They didn't they haven't lost to Canada in 20 years up until this point. But to Megan Rapino, you better get on your knees or else. So it's not surprising that Hope Solo is calling out Megan Rapino. Now, I wonder what Megan Rapinoe has to say about this. I'm pretty sure that uh, Megan Rapinoe is going to come out and probably say some kind of a woke statement. You know, hey, I'm all about social justice. You know, I never bully teammates or anything like that. Well, now you got one of your own calling you out. She has called you out and Megan Rapinoe has now been exposed. She is probably the most unlikable athlete out there. Next to one, LaChana James. I said this before. When will these athletes actually wake up? We know that this is a virtue signal. We have seen what happens when athletes start kneeling for the national anthem and sticking up for criminals. Look what happened in the NFL last season with the Pittsburgh Steelers. They were forced to put the name of Antoine Rose Jr. on the back of their helmets. Antoine Rose Jr. was a criminal And he was actually killed by the police. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, these athletes did not do their homework. And I'm pretty sure it's the same way on the U.S. women's soccer team. They're not doing their homework. And I'm pretty sure Megan Rapinoe isn't doing her homework on all these social justice issues whatsoever. She's out there virtue signaling, talking about, well, we make less money than the men. We want equal pay. That was a lie. You guys actually get more money than the men because you guys get benefits. The men do not. I'm so glad the Hope Solo came out and exposed Megan Rapino for the fraud and bully that she is now. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Megan Rapino exposed as a bully. 
Not a shocker to me because this is what SJWs do. It is either their way or the highway. She wants to take away your rights as an American when it comes to the national anthem to her. Get on your knees and beg and beg forgiveness from Black Lives Matter. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Sports fans, let's talk about Naomi Osaka. If you guys remember at the French Open this year, Naomi Osaka refused to fulfill her media obligations. She said that she was suffering from mental health, and I believe she was kind of like the quote-unquote godfather for now. All these athletes now saying mental health is the reason why they're not doing well and things like that. We saw that play out also in the Tokyo Olympics as well. And guys, to be honest with you, they just can't handle the pressure. Let's just be honest. Naomi Osaka could not handle the pressure. So that's why she didn't want to speak to the media. She got fined $15,000 and then she withdrew from the French Open. Now, she she did play in the Tokyo Olympics, but she did flame out there. But however, she has returned back to the WTA circuit and she was actually speaking to the media. But however, guys. Naomi Osaka got triggered by a question she didn't want to answer. And guess what she did? She cried and she walked away. Check this out, guys. This is on deadline here. Naomi Osaka tears up, steps away from press conference after aggressively tone question from reporter. Now, guys, the question was not aggressive. It wasn't. This is the media just trying to protect Naomi Osaka. They want to throw her softball questions, you know, or else she'll get triggered. She'll start crying and all this It's completely ridiculous. But check this out. In her first press conference since she withdrew from the French Open in Wimbledon, the world's number two women's tennis player, Naomi Osaka, teared up Monday before stepping away from the podium. The trigger. It's funny that they use that word. The trigger was reportedly a question from longtime Cincinnati Inquirer. Sports columnist Paul Doherty in a session for the Western and Southern Open in Cincinnati, which is underway. Now, that's the tune up for the U.S. Open. U.S. Open is on hard courts and Naomi Osaka is very good on hard courts. But it says this, according to the New York Times tennis writer Ben Rothenberg, things went smoothly for about four questions until Doherty asked what Rothenberg called a, quote, a fairly aggressively toned question about how she benefits from a high media profile, but doesn't like talking to the media. I think that was a fair question, but check this out. That's when Osaka began to cry and eventually needed to step away from the podium. It's a fair question. How do you say you don't want to talk to the media, but you want to use the media for your benefit? You guys remember this? She said she was taking time off. What is she going to do? Check this out. She used the media and got on the cover of Sports Illustrated. 
to build her brand. But she didn't want to fulfill her media obligations and speak to the media. So now when a reporter asked her a fair question, she runs away and she cries. This is pretty weak right here. But it says here Osaka pulled out of the French Open back in May after she was fined for skipping post-match media sessions. In her statement announcing her withdrawal, Osaka revealed she suffered from long bouts of depression since her breakthrough 2018 U.S. Open win. She also explained, I get huge, huge bouts of anxiety before I speak to the world's media. But she has no problem doing photo shoots in swimsuits for the media. Funny how that actually works out, but I digress. Rothenberg said Osaka did come back to finish off today's press conference, which she gave ahead of her appearance at the Ohio WTA tournament. Osaka announced over the weekend that she would give all her prize money from the tournament to the to the relief efforts for Haiti. She also posted a tweet on Sunday thanking fans for staying to watch her practice saying, I was really nervous because it was my first practice in front of a lot of people since COVID started. Now, it's, it's very good. You know, she wants to donate her money to the relief efforts in Haiti. Hats off to her. Kudos to her. But this was a fair question. This is no doubt was a fair question. But however, guys, Osaka's uh, uh, manager, her agent, slammed the reporter. This is what he said. Quote, the bully at the Cincinnati Inquirer is the epitome of why player media relations are so fraught right now. Everyone on that Zoom will agree that his tone was all wrong and his sole purpose was to intimidate. Really appalling behavior. I think this is ridiculous, guys. I really do. Her agent is trying to defend her. It's a fair, fair question. Naomi Osaka, once again, cannot handle the heat. As long as she gets softball questions, you know, she's perfectly okay with the media. But when she has to answer the hard questions, and this wasn't really much of a hard question, I just kind of think, you know, she probably felt like, oops, I'm kind of backed into a corner here. Uh, It's probably hypocritical that I use the media when it benefits me, but I don't want to actually speak to the media, especially to the people that ask me hard questions. And she's been exposed once again. This is pretty weak right here. Her agent's calling out this reporter, but it was a fair question. How in the world can you actually criticize and don't want to talk to the media, but you want to use the media for your benefit? And she did something else, too, when she was supposed to be uh, recuperating, getting her mental health right. But she was too busy actually out there trying to build her brand, doing photo shoots and that kind of thing. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Naomi Osaka crying, got her feelings hurt, got triggered by a reporter for a fair question. But of course, the media wants to say that it was uh, it was pretty bad. This media guy is bad, completely ridiculous. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.